You're listening to the Promise Church's message of the week. For more information about who we are, please visit us at thepromisechurch.com. Amen. Amen. Come on, is there anybody here who can thank the Lord just for a moment for what he's done the last seven years? Come on. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you that you're always with us. You blessed us. You covered us. You are so good. You are so good. Sit down. Uh, this morning, we, we wanted to do things a little bit differently. Um, uh, we, we are not here today to celebrate what we have done. Uh, but we are here to celebrate what the Lord has done and to honor so many people who have given so much over these last seven years and uh, given their life, given their time, given their talent and their gift. And um, it has created a place where the presence of God has come. And at the very beginning, we said that all we cared about was the presence of God. That was it. In fact, I remember when we first started, we, we would say if it was only us and our children, but the presence of God was here, we would be satisfied. And if he brought you, that was just icing on the cake. But we weren't here for you. We were simply here to meet with Jesus. And every time he showed up, every time he came, and he's come in services, he's come in small gatherings, in prayer times, he's come in deliverance meetings, he's come in our lights. How Praise God. I don't know what just happened, but he came right then during our lights. We can bring the house lights back up. That would be great. And... Uh, he has come in so many ways. I, I, I am impressed every time. Praise. I'm just impressed that he can move in times like that. If I could give you a list of every time we got done with the service and we're like, well, no one's coming back after that Sunday. I'd be a very rich man. <laughs> Sometimes we get done and we're like, if we have a church next week, we'll be shocked. Start screaming in tongues from the microphone and y'all show back up next week. It's great. Um... But just as we look out in this room, it's amazing to see how different people have been such instrumental pieces along the journey. So many of you, without even knowing it, have been mile markers for us. Um, I'm, I'm just even reminded of Danielle. I can remember when you had been praying for years to pray in the Spirit, and it never came. And then that one Sunday, all of a sudden, the floodgates broke loose, and that Though that was a moment for me where it revalidated things in my own heart. And there's been times where different ones of you, Dorsey, I can remember many times where you've come and when you preach a message, sometimes you feel naked. I feel naked a lot. And when you're pushing in some of those moments and you get done and you come and you put an arm around me and you're just like, bro, that was perfect. It's exactly what was needed in those moments, those mile marker moments that we've progressed through this journey. And Marlise, how many times you've come up at the right moment and brought correction or brought the word that the Lord needed to give. And so many different ones of you who have played a significant role in that journey. We would not be, the church would not be where it's at today without each and every one of you playing your part in the journey. And this morning, we wanted to take some time to honor those people and to, uh, and to not just reflect, but declare into what's coming into the future. Amen. Amen. I, I love moments in the rearview mirror, but I'm looking forward. So I'll stop for a moment and reflect and be like, thank God for what you've done. But now I'm praising the Lord for what he's about to do. Amen. So 
So this morning, we wanted to start off by thanking some of the most important people, some of the people that many of you may not see really ever from the front, but behind the scenes are really the foundation of our church, and that is our eldership team. And uh, we have, I'll, I'll have you clap in a minute for them, but we have five elders, couples, five elder couples. We do not have five men. We have five couples, wives who play just a significant role as their husbands. And do can we have you stand? I don't know if all of you are here this morning. We have Bruce and Alice Flanagan, Ken and Linda Von Dyke, Rob and Marlies. We have LJ and Christina, my parents. Church, can we just honor them for a moment for what they've done in this church? Come on. Now, if you all would sit, but elders, if you would stay standing for a moment. You all don't know this, but when we took over as pastors, we were young and dumb. You all thought we knew what we were doing, but we were young and dumb. And you guys were an amazing covering and are an amazing covering. And you loved on us. You covered us. You spoke into us. You believed in us. And I think that probably means more than most anything else is that you looked at 26-year-olds and 29-year-olds and 30-year-olds and you said, we'll follow you. And that's not normal. All these men and women who are standing they probably know the word better than us. They've spent more time in ministry than us. They've probably discipled more people than we have. And yet they chose to say, we'll follow you. And we just want to say thank you, publicly thank you. Thank you for the years of sowing into this church. You may not know this, but this church started in 1977. You two were here. Rob was sucking on his thumb probably back then. How old were you? Ten. Well, he could have been. He was a very troubled child. <laughs> Just kidding. He wasn't. He was probably bouncing a basketball. But uh, you guys have stewarded the journey. And the Lord is the foundation of this church, but you guys helped build it with him. And we want to say thank you for stewarding it well. All of them have been in ministry and have served with never getting paid. I hope, you, I hope you understand how valuable that is, that there are so many people who want the stage and want the title, but you guys served behind the scenes, and we just want to thank you above anybody else. We want you guys to know that we are here because of you, and so we just honor you and we thank you. Can we just tell them one more time? Thank you. Come on. Oh, there's so many to thank uh, even there's some that we don't have here today that just want to mention we had some amazing fathers just pour into us and come alongside us and, and behind us when we began to lead and become like an apostolic influence and covering for us and, and that's Daryl Corbin who's a part of Manor House Church Doug Sherman at Grace Harvest Church in Moses Lake and Dustin Bates who's in Texas and these are amazing men of God that have blessed us and helped us so much and our uh, our grandfather who's in heaven now uh, was an amazing influence in the very beginning with us that helped us and 
And so we, we are so grateful to so many. And I also want to honor and thank our staff that we have here. Seven years ago when we began to lead, we had one full-time staff member and two part-time staff members. And God has blessed us so much and brought so many people to us. Uh, I'm so honored to be able to lead with my wife and my brother and his wife and two close friends of mine. To be able to do this as a team is a huge honor for us. Uh, We've been family, obviously, and we've been close friends for a very long time. And to be able to do this, as Casey mentioned in the video, with people you're close with is, is a huge blessing. And to be able to be close and to stay close and still get along and still enjoy one another. And no one wants to leave. And we, we really enjoy each other. And this is it's a huge blessing and a huge honor for us. And I, I'm so grateful for the ones that the Lord has added to us as we began to lead seven years ago. He's brought us people in, in huge moments. The first ones I want to honor aren't here as well, but it's Chris and Chelsea. Donald, they're also on our senior leadership team. And they, uh, Chris was brought on staff as one of the first ones uh, in the fall of 2014 when we began to, after we began to pastor. And they're going to be here in December, and we can't wait. But they have impacted this house forever, left a huge impact and legacy that will mark us. Uh, and we're so grateful for their sacrifices and can't wait for them to come back. But if we could have those that are in the room that are our staff, if you could stand, we want to we honor you. Please stand up. There, okay. All right, come on. We're, we're, we don't have a couple of them here still. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Keep standing. Don't sit down. We, I want to honor my mom. She's been here 25 plus years. I don't remember. It's been like 27. She's served faithfully in this house, behind the scenes in many ways. And just thank you, mom. We love you. We have my wife. She she sat down, but she is our children's pastor. Uh, I want to honor her. She she works her tail off in this place, especially on Sundays, serving your kids. You all love your kids, but she loves your kids a lot too. And uh, you all need to give her a lot of thank yous. Especially those of you who have kids. I want to honor Pastor Casey. He's our worship pastor here on Full Time. Amazing man. Honor to run with you, bro. You've, you've just brought such community to our, our worship team and, and done an amazing job. Thank you, man. Woo-woo! We have an incredible youth pastor team now. Come on. We, we, had, we had Luke and Caitlin, and we have them back. Praise God. And we got Jeffrey and Aurora, and we're going to honor them some more uh, later in a few moments. But they, we're so glad to have amazing youth pastors in this church who love the next generation and are sowing into seeing the next generation forever uh, changed by the gospel. 
Uh, we, we've brought on some new staff members over the last couple of years, and the Lord has brought us people that weren't from our church, that weren't living in Woodland or close by. He's brought them from afar, and they have so enriched us and it's been such a blessing and, a, and an amazing timing. Uh, and Jeffrey was one of the first. The Lord brought him here from Wisconsin and then from Tennessee. And just a divine appointment that God brought him here. So grateful for you, bro. So glad you married Aurora. She's made you so much better. Come on. So grateful for Jeremy and Kessie. I just love getting to work with you guys every day. You are phenomenal people. These people have the, the, the most amazing servants' hearts. They pour themselves into this place above and beyond what is asked of them. You guys are so, such a gift to this house. We, we're so honored to have you. We love you guys so much. Come on. So grateful to have Nick and his wife Chelsea been added to our church in the last year and a half. Come on. There are community pastors going to be pastors in Longview at the new campus there. Our young adults pastors, you guys are awesome. So grateful for you guys. Your heart to love people is so big and so honored to run with you. And our newest addition, give it up for Nathaniel. Come on. You all probably don't know, but he is now our church administrator. He has an amazing heart to serve this house. God has brought him as a divine gift, and he's going to help us stay organized and get better at things. Praise God. And we're so grateful for you, bro. You're such a gift, and we, we love you, man. Thank you. Come on, let's give it up. Big a hand for them again. Come on. We have the best team. Come on. I, I'm so honored to come to work every day to work with such phenomenal people. They are incredible. We are so blessed, church. You are all very blessed people. Don't ever forget it. Uh, seven years ago, we began to pastor, and I'll never forget when we uh, were talking, you know, leading up to that first Sunday that we were going to begin pastoring, and we were like, what are we going to do? How do, how do, we, how do we begin? And it was, it, you know, those of you who may have heard our story, there was a lot of tenuous aspects to it. It was a quick transition, and there was a lot of things behind the scenes that were very challenging that we began to walk into. And, and I just remember very clearly the Lord's, in prayer, I was like, God, how do we start this thing? How are we going to do this? And I just remember so clearly, start with me. It's like, okay, what does that look like? And talked about leading like Jesus. And how did Jesus lead? He said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And he, right before he went to the cross as the ultimate serving sacrifice, he was with his closest ones, his disciples. And he, he knew was who he was, the Bible says, and he knew what he was about to do and that the Father had given him everything. And what did he do next? He, he didn't sit on a throne. He, he didn't uh, proclaim his name from the mountains, he grabbed a towel and he began to wash feet. He began to wash the feet of those in the room who were about to run away from him because they were afraid. He was about to wash the feet of a man named Peter who was going to deny him three times. He washed the feet of a man named Judas who was going to betray him. And he said, 
he showed that, that place of serving and sacrifice to them and, and honoring them. And he said, what I have done for you, you should do the same for those around you, for others. And so we'll never forget as a mile marker that first Sunday that we began to lead. I, I simply read out of John 13 that, in that passage, that story of how Jesus washed his disciples' feet. And we, we just declared to the entire group that was there that day, we are here as your pastors and your leaders to love you and to lead you, but we're here to serve you. We are not here to be served, but to serve. And, and we asked the entire congregation as a group of six at a time to come up onto this, this stage here, and they would sit in chairs, and we washed their feet. It took the whole rest of the service, and there was, there was many tears. There was many uh, amazing moments, but it was uh, the Lord brought us together in that moment in, as a family. He unified us. He healed us. He, he began a process of healing in our lives that has carried with us today, and he marked us in that moment as leaders, and he marked us in that moment as a church, and it brought us together to be on mission, to be on task, to, to go after the, the Lord, to seek his presence, and to make it about him. And we haven't stopped that journey of making it about him, and we won't stop. And so we're, we're just so honored uh, again today. We're going we're gonna to be doing some of that again uh, for different ones in this place. And we will never leave this place of wanting to serve you as the wonderful people that the Lord has blessed us with as your pastors and your leaders. And we, we're so thankful for you. It's a privilege and an honor every day to be your leaders. And we will lead you, but we will lead you as Jesus does and is as, a, as one who serves. All right. As Jonathan was saying, as we uh, received the church, um, there was a lot of background stuff that we were very new to. And in November, um, we received some news from the bank saying, hey, you've fallen out of covenants with your loan. Well, thank goodness we have Pastor Aaron here because we're like, what does that even mean? We're paying our mortgage, you know? So like, why would, why would you be worried, bank? And, and so they say, no, it's not that. It's your debt to income ratio. You know, you need to get it looking good for us in order to honor your loan. Otherwise, we could take your building at some point. So obviously, uh, the eldership team, the pastors came together and prayed and was like, God, what? I, I thought, you know, like, what's happening, you know? And, and then um, at one point in the meeting, I think it was just a unified, like, hey, if we're going down, we're going down swinging. We are fighters, right? Like, we're going to give it our all. We're not just going to be like, okay. And, and so we said, you know what? At this point, we, we could have, like, pinched every penny, and we tr- could have, like, tried to show the bank, no, look what we have, and, and put it in one area. But we said, no, God, uh, we want to honor you, and how can we honor you in this situation? And, and we felt like the Lord said, I want you to tithe on every dollar that comes into this house. And so we thought, okay. Where do we give it and who do we give it to? And the Lord said, give it to your community. Give it towards missions. Give it towards a church plants. Give it towards all of these things that we didn't have any hand in at that time. Because we were literally trying to survive. And he said, give it to those places. 
it was like sowing seed into an empty field and just saying, okay, we need it here in this field. But the Lord said, no, give, tithe on that money, honor me with your first. And so we started doing that. And from that point on, we have never come short on our monthly budget in this house. Never. Don't you love that God is a God of impossibilities? You know, when everything's just looking like doom and gloom and he was like, no, set your eyes on me. And once we got our eyes on him, not the bank, not our own natural abilities or how we could try to make something work. When we got our eyes on him, it all fell into place. And let me tell you, church, this is the most giving church I know of. I know of. We, we get to rub shoulders with other pastors and, and it's like we get to just boast of how amazing, how amazing you are at honoring God with your first and then what God does in this house and then takes it and takes it all around to our community, to people in need, to different nations and countries. And can we just say thank you, church. Thank you, promise, for obeying the Lord and trusting him and saying, God, it's yours anyway. Ways, do what you want to do and when our hearts stay in that place boom the miraculous takes place there's never lack and so we thank can you just give the Lord an uh, clap offering and say thank you Lord thank you Jesus he is faithful and awesome and wonderful and our church is thriving as you can tell over the last many many years of us being here and being together we just thank the Lord for you and for him and what he's doing in this house. So on that same note, that's so funny. We didn't compare notes or say what we were going to be talking about. But um, for me, one of the mile markers in these last seven years has also been the generosity of our church. So above and beyond tithing, our church is a radically generous church. And last March, right after COVID had started, um, we felt like the Lord told us that every single penny that came into the church in the last two weeks of March, we were gonna give to people in the community. We were gonna reach out to local churches here. We reached out to the businesses in Woodland. We, we put out an announcement and said, please call us you know, to families. If you guys need help, come to our church and we wanna bless you guys. We wanna help you get through this. We had you know, people laid off, people were on furlough and we just wanted to bless people. And so after March, our church gave almost $100,000 last year to people in the community. That is amazing. One of my favorite verses in Proverbs, well, I, I have a lot of favorites in there. I read it almost every day, but Proverbs eleven twenty five says, a generous person will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And for us, I, I just see that all over our church. I see God pouring out and refreshing people. And I see our church being a church of generosity. So church, I just wanna thank you. And I wanna ask you to continue to trust God, continue to give, to give radically. And he is gonna pour out an abundance continually over all of you guys. So thank you guys. Yeah, one of my favorite um, memories that we've had along the way have, has been how the Lord has restored things in this church. One of the biggest things that he restored was freedom. Um, so many people uh, were bound and now are free, but even before individuals could be, our church needed to be free. And uh, one of the most amazing stories that I reflect back on was about a year after we'd begun pastoring, so early 2015, we, we knew, we didn't know what it was, but we knew we were encountering something demonic in this building. 
you didn't know demons are real, the demonic is real, the supernatural is real. In fact, it's more real than you and me. And we didn't know what was happening. We just knew it was something bad. Like, remember, we're young and dumb. We didn't even know what deliverance really was. So we know we could call somebody. So we called LaVon. Everybody know Grandma LaVon? She's one of our missionaries. And uh, it's her birthday today, so it's fitting we're talking about her. And uh, she's 35. And, um, and uh, we call her. We're like, hey, LaVon, we're dealing with this and this and this. She's like, oh, son, I know what that is. That's the spirit of Leviathan. We're like, what the heck is that? She's like, just fly me in and I'll take care of it. So we flew her in. We got all, all you elders, remember this, right? We gather in our, our team room. All the senior leaders are there. We're ready for warfare. Like we're ready to just cut the head off the snake. And um, we all gather around and we're looking at her like, okay, what, what are we gonna do? And so she prays for about 60 seconds. There's a Holy Ghost karate chop. And she's like, oh, we're done. What's for dinner? And we're like, what are you talking about? We got a demon to kill. And she's like, oh, I already took care of it. It's gone. It slithered away. And just like that, we learned one of the most important lessons in all of deliverance is that the name of Jesus is greater than darkness, and you don't have to fight for very long. And that the Lord has brought deliverance after deliverance. One final mile marker for us has just been the, the growth through evangelism that we've seen. We love church replants. We love, we love people who go from one place and say, I wasn't experiencing the Lord, and coming and being like, I've never felt this before. But when somebody comes to know Jesus for the first time, there's nothing like that. And while we've experienced a lot of growth uh, by people, church transferring, to see somebody who doesn't know God to come to know him, there's no other growth that is as good as, as that. And uh, what Scott and Jay and Chris before them and different ones you guys have helped champion along the way has been one of the most exciting things to watch in our church. And Jay will be here second service. We're going to embarrass her there. Uh, but we want to say thank you to, to you two, to so many different ones who have journeyed along the way. I don't know if you know this, but our first Sunday we had 79 people. And now we're well over 10 times that over seven years. And a lot of that has come from people who have encountered the Lord for the first time. And so that for me has been one of those moments. Every time a new, the Bible says that he rejoices more over one new believer than over 99 people who are just patting themselves on the back. And for us as a church, we've adopted that. And so for me, huge mile marker to see the restoration of evangelism and salvation. Amen. Come on. A, uh, another mile marker that for us is, as a church, we've been able to send a lot of people. And us as, as a team, our, our hearts are to hold people like this and to be able to intentionally send people. And so I remember the, we, says, we say this, then all of a sudden Chris and Chelsea come to us and say, hey, we're, we want to go. And so then we're like, no, we don't want to hold you like this. We want to hold you like this. But, you know, it's just God to say, hey, we want to send your best first. And so we sent them. It was amazing. They're, they're obviously, praise the Lord, they're coming back. Then, then we sent Pat and Katrina West to St. Helens to start Promise Church in St. Helens, Oregon. They're over there. We love them. They're amazing. Uh, we sent Luke and Caitlin, and they came back. Thank the Lord. Oh, what would we do without Luke's laugh? I don't know how I would, I don't know how I would live. Um, and now we're sending uh, Scott and Jay and their family to Florida. And so one of the greatest things about being a sending church is that when you send people, it creates space at the table for more people to jump in, rise up to their calling and who they're meant to be. And that is one of my favorite things to watch, is to see people step in. It's like, 
oh, there they are. There they are. And they're, they're stepping into it. It's really, really fun. So. You don't get multiplication without sending people out and, and doing God's work. So we don't want to hoard all the goodness. <laughs> um, well, more recently, I guess, in the last year, um, year and a half, we've definitely had crazy moments with, you know, the political unrest and the Black Lives Matter movement and COVID. Um, I mean, guys, I don't mean to brag, but like we all survived the first pandemic. <laughs> We're still here. That's a great accomplishment. Um, but I'm reminded kind of in all three of those settings in different ways, I'm reminded how in Joshua, when Joshua's leading the Israelites over, across the Jordan and they're going to conquer nations and conquer cities. And every time there's a different strategy and they don't know how it's going to be every time. You know, they only walked around Jericho's walls, but they didn't walk around other cities' walls. You know, every time they had to trust in the Lord for his words. They couldn't rely on what God did you know, last year or in that city, they had to get a fresh word from the Lord. And I really feel like that was so huge for us and so paramount this last year. We couldn't just be like, oh, what did we do the last pandemic, you know? <laughs> what did we do the last time this happened? We didn't have that to go back on anyways. So we really had to seek the Lord and say, God, what are you saying? And it looked a lot like turning off the media, turning off what the world's yelling and screaming at us and saying, God, what are you saying God, we want to look higher. We want to lean in harder. And uh, I loved what Pastor Jonathan said uh, several months back that we can't displace our hope in the wrong things. And when we think that certain leaders or certain people or certain platforms are going to be the savior of us in our land, we're misplacing our hope. And so that really brought encouragement to me. And... Uh, Specifically, too, with, with the talks around racism, you know, our eyes were really opened. And I feel like there was different responses that our church got to embrace. First of all, we got to really dig deep and look in our own hearts and say, God, search my own heart and see if there be any, any racism, any subconscious bias in me. Um, and secondly... It looked like listening to people, listening to people's stories. We had a few awesome people up here sharing their stories, their experiences of racism. And, you know, that was really eye-opening for me. Like, wow, I didn't realize, you know, that stuff is still happening today, even though we might not see it in our little bubble. It's good to know that it still happens so that we can be on the front edge, not the back edge of that. And the coolest part for me is that we really got to look in our own community and say, hey, is our community a reflection of our church? Because it should be. And we realized, wow, it's actually not. We have a large Latino community, as many of you have heard. Uh, it's about 20% of Woodland. And now that we're going into Longview, you know, there's another roughly 20% throughout all of Cowlitz County. That's several thousands of people that are not really represented in here accurately in those numbers. And so we, you know, decided that we wanted to fix that. We wanted to be the solution and be the answer and be the hands and feet of Jesus to every person in our community. And so we started a Latino ministry that includes our Spanish service on Sundays. And then it also includes uh, an ESL class taught by Teresa. You want to raise your hand, Teresa? She's our new ESL teacher. 
She does an amazing job. That girl is awesome. She's like one of my heroes. I tell her that a lot because she's so amazing. But but yeah, we want to serve. We want to show our community we love you. We're not here because we're trying to put a, a stamp on our agenda, but we're here because we truly want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So, Amen. All right, we're going to do something really fun, really awesome right now in this next moment. We... We are going to ordain some new pastors. Well, they're not new. They've been pastors here, but we're going to ordain them publicly in this moment. And we're going to start with Pastors Jeffrey and Aurora Fry. For, come on up. Come on, give them a hand. Again, the Lord has brought them to us just over the last couple of years, about three years, and such a gift, and God has done amazing things in, the, in their lives and in us through them. And for us, this moment is about a, a recognition and a, and a commissioning for them as well. They've already been commissioned. They've already been called. They've already been anointed by God, but we wanted to make sure that you all recognized it. They're not just youth pastors. They're pastors here in the Promised Church. And for you to see it in that way as a church family and for us to rally around them. And so if we could have our eldership team, uh, those of you who are here, could you please come up on the stage and just surround uh, around them? We're going to uh, have, we're going to, you know, share a couple words and pray over them and we're going to wash their feet. It's going to be awesome. Church, if you would, if you'd stand with us. Why do, why do we do this? We do this because uh, the Bible teaches us about the laying on of hands, about the raising up of leaders, about imparting into them mantles and anointings, and that's what we're doing this morning is we are declaring over Jeffrey and Aurora that they are called by God and commissioned by God, and we recognize that here at the Promised Church. So if you would just take, take 30 seconds, church, I want you to just begin to pray. I want you to stretch your hands out. I want you to begin to pray over both of them. And what we're going to be doing this morning is we're going to begin to wash their feet. And just as we symbolically did that, our first service, we want to honor them to say we are for you and we are here to serve you. So, Father, we just thank you for the lives of Jeffrey and Aurora Fry. Father, we thank you, Father, for what they've given in service to you, Father. And we recognize them this morning as a son and a daughter of the king. And as I was praying over both of you over, over the last couple of days, the Lord gave me this, this word. He said, I'm giving them a horn. And I, I didn't know what that meant. I, I began just to research that because I was like, is that a horn to blow? Is that a horn to like, is that, do you own a horn? Like, are we putting a horn on Jeffrey's head right now? What are, what are we talking about? And he, he told me, turn to Samuel chapter 16. And it's when David is there with Samuel, and in verse 12, this is what it says, then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And I feel like the Lord said, he said, I'm giving a horn this morning for you to anoint Jeffrey and Aurora and to say, first of all, that you are in the presence of your brothers, you are in the presence of family, and that the power and the Spirit of God is going to fill you like never before. So Holy Spirit, we just anoint them today. Father, we thank you for where you are commissioning them, 
But Lord, you are not just commissioning them to a generation, but you are commissioning them to a region. Father, I thank you that you are gonna use them to move in power, to move in might and wonders. And Lord, we just recognize them this morning to say that they are surrounded by family. They are surrounded by brothers who are behind them and for them. Father, I pray that you anoint them for such a time as this. Lord, even as we step into a new season of reaching the Latino community, I thank you that you have commissioned them, Lord, to stand in the gap. So, Lord, we prophesy over both of their lives that, Lord, today is their day. New anointing and new levels of power and authority in the name of Jesus. Jeffrey, the Lord has given you a gift of communication. And when you say, I got to speak, you go to a box that the Lord has given you with all the gemstones that he has for you of communication. And he's telling you not just to reach in anymore, but to climb into that box. And those gems of communication will be sticking to you. So wherever you go, whatever the need is, you don't have to reach in anymore because it's right there with you all the time. Yes, and we just pray real quick. Everybody stretch your hands towards Aurora. We just declare over you, you are not in the shadows. You are not second best. Father, we just pray the breath of God to fill our lungs. Confidence and boldness, identity and security in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you chose her. She wasn't brought into this by mistake, but you chose her. Father, I pray that the lion that is inside of her would be released in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God, we just agree with you and what you say over them. God, they are called, they are commissioned, and they are anointed by you, Lord, to see a generation forever changed by your power and by your presence. So Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you for the gift of them and we thank you for the gifts in them. And we release them and we stand with them, God, as pastors in this house. And we cannot wait to see, Lord, what you have in store for them in the future. God, we thank you and honor them before you in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's give them a big hand. We can, while they're gathering up their stuff, Luke and Caitlin, if you guys would come on up, we're going to ordain the dreads this morning. Yeah, you guys can come right on over here. We don't want to use the same tub. That's the old man. That's the old Jeffrey and the old Aurora. We don't want to, we don't want to taint it. I said this a couple weeks ago, um, but Luke and Caitlin, what we just expressed up here on this journey, Luke and Caitlin have traversed the exact same journey, in some ways more difficult than what we've experienced. And um, publicly, we want to say over both of you that we are behind you. 
we surround you and we are for you and we believe in you. And your best days are in front of you. And I feel like just the Lord wants to honor you this morning. For your steadfastness, for your strength, for the times when it was easier to quit, but you chose to stay rooted. And today I want to honor you and to say thank you publicly that I am better because of the two of you. And Luke, specifically, your, your, your desire to never compromise. Bro, you shifted the culture in this church because of that. Your pursuit and hunger to say, God, I will never be defiled, but I will stand holy and righteous. I honor you for your courage to not bow down to any idol, but to stay true. So church, would you just extend your hands towards them? Father, we thank you for Caitlin and Luke. We thank you for the assurance that is inside of their hearts that is the driving force to bring them to you and you alone. God, when other things came along, God, they didn't be pulling, they didn't give in. They didn't even compromise in the least bit. But God, they held tight to you, clung to you, and said, this is it. You were it, Jesus. You were it. We thank you today, God, and we honor their lives. Their assurance, their hope, their confidence, their fire, their anointing, their gifting, God. We honor it today, and God say, bring more. God, you've seen their hearts. You know you can trust them. So we pray more in Jesus' name more in Jesus name we thank you Lord it has been said nothing good comes out of Nazareth it has been said that nothing good comes out of the Yukon territory it's rugged, it's cold it's nasty up there there's gnats, there's flies, there's mosquitoes. It has been said there's nothing good that comes out of Longview and Kelso. But there's gold in Longview and Kelso. And Luke, you are going to dig deep and you're going to plumb the depths of the gold vein that is in Longview and Kelso. And you're going to be astonished at what God is going to do through your hands and how you're going to dig out the gold. praying for you, I just saw just a vision of you um, sitting at home all by yourself. Maybe you were doing dishes or whatever, and and it just felt like this overwhelming sense of just intercession in your heart, and that those times where you're alone and you feel like, wow, Lord, like maybe you feel left behind, maybe you feel like you're missing out, I just want to encourage you that you are on the front lines in your home when Luke is, is out doing ministry and you were praying for him, I just felt like the Lord was going to drop um, just just different things for you to be warring for him and speaking into life on his behalf. That as he's out there casting out devils, the enemy is going to hate it and they're going to have 
a marker on him and, and the prayers that you pray are going to be so powerful in um, just making that no weapon formed against him prosper. And so don't neglect the power of your intercession, the power of your prayers, the power of your alone time and their sweet presence of God all by yourself. That it is the catalyst for revival in the youth of Longview. Father, I thank you for the power to shift cultures, to shift atmospheres. I thank you for the power that you have placed in this power couple to do just what you want to do in Longview and Kelso, Lord. But wherever they go, you have given them the power because, Lord, they just believe. They simply believe. And I thank you for the simplicity of just believe, just go, just do. And Lord, um, I just ask for your increase of boldness. Lord, you've already put a great measure of boldness in my brother and in my sister. But Lord, I know that you have much more. And I declare increased boldness, but increased humility with that boldness, God. An incredible humility with that boldness, but complete fearlessness because they just believe what you said you would do, they just believe your word, God. And they've seen you again and again, and they will see you work again and again and again and again and again. And it just emboldens them that much more. And Lord, I pray that that emboldenment, that firepower is so contagious and contagious all over Longview and Kelso, that whole region, Lord, that your church will be set on fire in Longview and Kelso, and that that sleeping giant that has been there for a long time, that that presence that's kept the church asleep, (laughs) oh my, no longer, no longer, because they just believe no longer holding to a a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. But Lord, walking in your anointing and in your power. And I thank you for this, God. And I bless my brother and my sister in your name for such a time as this. Amen. And we just commission both of you and we ordain you two today to say that you are chosen by God to lead. And we honor that calling on your lives. And we believe in both of you. Church, can we just tell them we love them? All right. You can be seated. Praise God. We have a two-hour service. Hallelujah. All this one and a half business is done. All right, this, this morning we wanted to do one more thing is we, we want to just take a moment to honor and to thank uh, and to, to do it in maybe a unique way. And uh, we're actually going to leave those up there. We're going to leave these chairs here. Perfect. Thanks, guys. There are different ones who along the last seven years have... Um, played meaningful and significant roles that really aren't noticed. And uh, it's easy to 
to overlook and to look past them and to, to, to not acknowledge the journey that they've been on and the role that they've played in this church. And uh, this morning, we wanted to recognize a couple of different individuals. And uh, the first ones that we actually wanted to do is Jeremy and Amanda Lamb. And uh, we want... I want both of you guys, if you could stand up and come up here. And I want you guys to sit in these two chairs. I don't know if you know this church, but a church is not led by its pastors as much as it's led by the unseen leaders who carry a vision or who steward a calling on a, on a, on a church. And there are very few who do that as well as these two. And the journey that they've been on as a couple and as leaders has been amazing. They have been leading our new believers in Longview for the past year or so and are stepping into even a, a, an ex, a more challenging season, even as Scott transitions and he moves away as they begin to lead in, in new ways and how to manage that with a business and family. And this morning, we wanted to honor the two of you. We wanted to pray over both of you. We wanted to thank you, but we wanted to declare over the season that you're about ready to go into and to prophesy a harvest, not just of souls, but a harvest in your lives, that the Lord has given you both dreams and visions of things. And this morning, we want to pray over that. And so we want to wash your feet. So if you guys would take your shoes off, we want to honor you publicly. Specifically, the Lord gave me, as I was praying over you, gave me a word of Gideon. And you know the story of Gideon. Gideon is there before the Lord. And Gideon is saying, but God, I don't have an army. And I don't have the weapons that I need to win the battle. And Gideon is there and he's saying, but I am part of the weakest clan. And I'm the weakest in my clan. And yet the Lord looked at him and he said, but I chose you. And he came up with every excuse he could possibly find. But yet the Lord said, but I've chosen you. And he put out the fleece and he continued to argue. But the Lord said, but I've chosen you. And the Lord didn't give him an army. He didn't give him a sword. He gave him 300 men. And he gave him a torch, a jar, and a trumpet. And I felt like the Lord wanted to say to both of you this morning that he's given you 300 men. He's given you a trumpet. He's given you a torch. And he's given you a jar. And these aren't weapons that man would look at to say these are what you need to see harvest. But he has given you the right weapons that you need to begin to see harvest. He's commissioning you and he's quickening you to move forward. And Lord, we just ask for the anointing of the Lord to come and fill 
Jeremy and Amanda's heart, Father, that they are not called because of what they've done or for what they, who, or what they can do, but Father, they are called because of who they are. And we honor their heart of submission and surrender to you. We honor the times, the, the sowing, the, the giving, the sacrificing that they've given over these years. And Father, I thank you for the stewarding in their own heart and in their family. And Father, we thank you that today is the day of harvest in Jesus' name. That just as Gideon had the Spirit of the Lord come and envelop him, we pray that the Spirit of the Lord would come and fill both of their hearts. That it would cover them and they would be made new this morning. They would be filled with authority and power in the name of Jesus. I just feel that the Lord says, I have formed you and I have fashioned you for such a time as this. You know what it is to, to walk away from me so that you can help those who've walked away to come back. You know what it is like to think that you know God, but you only know about him, but, to, but now you really know him so you can help others really know him. You know what it is to be in the business world so you can help those be successful in their business and in their places of, of work. You know what it is to raise a family in the, how, in the ways of God so you can help others establish family and create family in their homes. The Lord has prepared you. You may not think that this is what you're called for or what, you ha- what God has for you, but this is what he has done for you and this is what he is doing for you and this is where he's taking you and you are perfect for this place that he has for you. He has formed you. He has fashioned you. You are qualified. Just as I feel like Moses was like, who, me? And, and began to list things, just as Gideon did, Aaron mentioned, God has given you what you need because you have him. And you're going to be able to draw from your past. You're going to be able to draw from your experiences. You're going to be able to draw from your present for what God has for your future. And we honor you for your humility. We honor you for your humility to be the hands and feet of Jesus to love those that the world would have cast away, to go the extra mile with those that the world has rejected. And we honor you today for your hearts. Lord, may, the, may you even enlarge their hearts even more, even more, Lord. Yes, he's given you so many tools and so many things. Your tool belt is full to see the harvest. But I feel like the Lord is speaking to you right now this morning that you're going to walk into a season where the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. That the, that the burden is light. And that his joy is going to come and it's going to overwhelm you. It's going to overwhelm your family. And you will resource from his joy. You will move and exist in his joy. That there won't be stress. There won't be anxiety. There won't be troubles. But it, because of all the things around you, it doesn't matter. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And Jeremy, I just look at my man. I want to tell you that the journey that you've been on, I remember we had a senior leaders meeting. And you were out in the parking lot with Chris. And right there in the parking lot, you're just like, man, I want the Holy Spirit. You had just started coming to the church. And right there in the parking lot, you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. No music playing, no fanfare, which is exactly the man that you are. 
you don't desire recognition. You don't want help. You just want Jesus. And I want to thank you. There's a scripture in Joshua that says, if you'll consecrate yourself today, I'll do amazing things for you tomorrow. And I feel like that is you. That you've been consecrating your life before the Lord and you are beginning to see the amazing things that you've been praying for. And I honor you, bro. I honor for your drive to not submit to the devil, to not submit to insecurity, to not submit to fear, to not submit to shame or guilt, but you've ran hard towards the Lord. And this morning, we gather around you to say, we're running behind you, man. We're cheering you on. Is Jody Rosenbaum in the building? Can somebody please go relieve Jody in the nursery real quick? Thank you, Sarah. And Marlise, would you come up as well? You come up right here. We really felt the Lord this morning tell us to honor our intercessors. And I don't know if there's too many people that resemble that more than Jody and Marlise who for decades have stewarded a life of prayer and intercession for this church, for this city and for this nation. And today we want to pray over both of you and honor you. I want to wait till Jody gets here. And if you're an intercessor in this room, I know there's a few of you in here. I just, can you stand for a moment? If you go to the Tuesday or the Thursday group, stand. That's you. That's Sandy's house. Church, you may not know this, but as a church, we are where we are today because of the prayers of these people standing. That what they have stewarded as a life of prayer has got our church through things and into things that otherwise we would not have been able to be in. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who have prayed prayers for you have travailed, you have pushed through, you have believed and been filled with faith and seen things that we did not see. Jody, come up here. Come sit here. She's like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> She's glad she did her toenails. So we, we want to pray over both of you as, as two of the main intercessors of this church and what you have stewarded and led. And when we decided we wanted to do this, the first thing that the Lord spoke to me was pray for the intercessors. And I want to honor both of you for what you've led in this house, that you have been the forerunners of so much in terms of prayer and faith and intercession, not, not just for this church, but for the state and for this nation. And I want to say, I, 
I want to say a couple things, and I say it maybe for us more than it is for you. But I want to say that you're not weird. That was for you more than that was for them. They know they're not weird. They're not weird. Just because they believe something that doesn't look like it could happen, that doesn't make them weird, it means they're full of faith. And as I was praying over both of you, the Lord showed me this picture. He, and almost the, so many of the individuals that gather with you on a Thursday, and he showed me, he, he was in a car, Jesus was in a car, and he was driving up, and each one of you were like an ATM. And he was sticking in his card into your card slot. And I looked at the screen, and on the screen it said, deposit made. And it said, faith. And I felt like the Lord said, he's like, Aaron, tell them that what they've been believing for isn't big enough. Tell them that what they've been praying for isn't big enough. And I, I, want, to, I want to pray over both, both of you and over all of you intercessors. If you, if you were one of those standing, would you just stand up again? And if you're around them, would you just lay hands on them? And I want to just pray for a deposit this morning of faith. And then we're going to have one of these guys pray for a deposit of authority. And so this morning, God, we just honor them. And we thank you for, God, what they have stewarded in this church. Father, and I pray for a deposit of faith in Jesus' name. Faith to believe. Faith to pray. Faith, Father. And we come against doubt. We come against unbelief in Jesus' name. Father, let the faith of God be deposited in their hearts. Father, that they shall see a city saved in Jesus' name. That they shall see a city and a nation and a region come to know Jesus in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for what they've stewarded, and I ask for more in Jesus' name. Come on, say it, church. Say more in Jesus' name. More faith, more hope, more belief in Jesus' name. More, God. More, God. And God, today we just declare again that you've given the keys to the kingdom. The keys are in their hands, in their hearts, in their words, in their prayers to unlock heaven, to unlock the secret places, to unlock chains, bondages, to unlock a city to see heaven come and be released. You've given them the keys for revival. For revival to be unlocked. For it to be available to all. We thank you, Lord, for your authority and dominion that you've given them. And God, we say just to just deposit more now. In Jesus' name. Yeah, Lord, we just cover them as a leadership team. We cover them with the blood of Jesus as they're on that tip of the spear, waging war for you, Lord. Cover them, cover their families. 
God, we thank you for the gift they are in this house. I thank you, God, for the years and the seeds sown. Let the harvest come that they have sown into. And Lord, I ask for a mantling of discipleship. God, to train the next generation how to intercede, to raise up young women and young men to be intercessors that will carry the torch for decades to come. What you have taught them in the secret place, God, they would begin to bring out and share those pearls with those that you've placed around them and in, in, in their lives, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We honor them. We thank you for them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to be ordaining our community pastors and who will be our campus pastors in Longview, Nick and Chelsea Sizemore. If, if we could have our elders come on up and if we could have Nick and Chelsea come on up. Nick and Chelsea, again, are such a gift from the Lord to us. They came here about a year and a half ago, hungry for more of God, and they came at a great time, and the Lord has blessed, them, blessed us so much with, with them and their family. Uh, they're amazing parents and amazing leaders. And so we have the privilege and honor to ordain them. And really what this means for us is that a public recognition of what God has already called them into. God is the one who calls. He is the one who commissions. He's the one who sets in and ordains. And it's us as spiritual leaders of the church who have the privilege and honor to recognize that. And for then all of you and all of us together as a church family to honor that and recognize that as well. And so as, as they are getting ordained and set in as pastors, our hope is that you would see them as that and know that, they, that you can trust them, that you can follow them, and that you, you can run with them in what God would have all of us to walk in. And so we're honored to have them here. And, and different ones of us are going to pray and prophesy over them, and we're going to wash their feet, as again, as a place of, of us as leaders recognizing them and honoring them and, and wanting to know that wanting them to know that we're here to serve them as their pastors and leaders as well. And I just want to commend you guys because you guys left everything you knew. You left the place of your birth. You left the place where you met God and you brought your family to a new place. Uh, and you, you chose to obey and honor the Lord in that out of a place of hunger and desperation for more. And I just see that the Lord is well pleased with you. And he, he says thank you for being obedient. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for honoring the call. Thank you for doing what was uncomfortable. Thank you for doing what, what you didn't think that you would ever do in your life. But the Lord is well pleased with you. And he is opening up avenues and doors for you because he knows he can trust you. He knows that you have said yes in low things and you have said yes in big things. And so he knows that he can trust you with so much more. And the Lord just wants you to know he is well pleased with you. He is proud of you. And we just say yes to the call. We say yes to your hearts of passion and hunger. Let it be a, a thing that you sow into, the young adults that you sow into, Longview and Kelso, a place of desperation, a place of dependency, a place of hunger for more of God, an authenticity uh, and passion for the real, for the realness of God. We release that in you and through you in Jesus' name.
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As a son and a daughter, I just keep hearing the words mother and father. He's taking you to that place of motherhood and fatherhood. And as us all know as parents, that's a huge responsibility. And yet he's been grooming you. He's been raising you. He's been teaching you, preparing you. It's not anything to fear. (laughs) He's proud of you. He's so proud of you. And Lord, we pray right now that your wisdom will just pour into them. That as they walk into this new role as a mother and father of the house, that God, that you will pour in divine wisdom, divine grace, divine power. God, that you will equip them for this job, for this assignment, for this shepherding that you've called them to. The Lord, that they are going to have many, many children. Lord, in the spirit, (laughs) there's going to be many children. (laughs) And Lord, we thank you even now for the fruit that's going to come. The fruit that's going to come from this couple, Lord. They're laying their lives down for the sheep. Because we know, God, that parenting means we have to die. We have to lay our lives down for those that we love. So, God, just show them the path. Show them the way, Lord. We call them to that place right now in your eyes, Lord. You are a father and you are a mother in the spirit. Amen. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And I just pray right now that every step that you guys take would be ordained by God. That every door that you walk through, that favor would just fall on you guys. That people would be drawn to the kindness in your heart, the love that pours out of you because of your relationship and your walk with God. I just pray for you, Chelsea, as a mom of little ones, that God would just pour out incredible energy and strength. And as Nick is at work, that you would be raising up world changes at home pouring out into them every single day and and that uh, God would just give you um, dreams in the night for your kids, that they would begin to see dreams and visions of, of things to come. And I just pre- plead the blood of Jesus over you guys right now for this, this role that you guys are stepping into, that there would be a covering and a protection over you guys as you are treading into the enemy's territories, that, that people would just be drawn to you and the enemy would have no say. And God would just, you guys would have the victory because the battle has already been won. And we just thank you, Jesus, for that right now in the name of Jesus. As I was praying over you guys over the last couple of days, the Lord gave me a scripture out of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And it says this in verse 1. It says, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power. And when I read that, Nick, I I only thought of you. And I feel like the Lord wants to tell you today. He, He told me, I wrote it down in my journal. He said, tell Nick it's time to believe in himself. Tell Nick it's time to believe. 
He said, I didn't try to choose somebody with persuasive words, but I chose somebody who was filled with power and authority. And Nick, we just declare in you that you are full of power and you are full of authority in the name of Jesus. We declare fear, go, doubt, and worry, and unbelief leave in the name of Jesus. And we declare confidence and strength and assurance where you thought you were weak, he will make you strong. Where you thought you were incapable and unqualified, he will raise you up. And we declare now is your time. In Jesus' name, now is the time for Nick and Chelsea to arise. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. Let's just tell them that we love them and we believe in them. Amen. Well, we're just getting started. Uh, this morning, we wanted to take some time to recognize more than just a couple of people randomly, but we wanted to recognize some people very specifically who, over the course of seven years, have um, many of them lived in the shadows, many of them served and pioneered a vision uh, and they didn't do it for anything other than they felt called by God and walked in obedience. And this morning we wanted to take some time to just recognize them, to pray over them and to commission them into this next season. So we, we want to actually start, if we can have Sonny and Leslie, if you guys would stand up and come up here. And many of you may not know Sonny or Leslie, but you guys have been here from the beginning. Actually, come on up. Why don't you guys come sit wherever they tell you. Yep, right there is perfect. And Sonny and Leslie have oftentimes in the shadows led so many people in discipleship and into a relationship with the Lord. And... Sonny, I want you to know that when we talked about doing this, your name was the first name that the Lord put on my heart. And I want to honor you for the years that you have sown and stewarded a life that has been surrendered to the Lord. And you may not know this, but Sonny, a few years back, he chose to quit working and just and just disciple people and lead people and pastor people. And over the last number of years, the Lord has, has used you mightily to not only lead individuals, but help lead in this church. And today we want to honor you publicly. And church, I just want to ask you to stand with me if you would. And Sonny, the Lord gave me a, a Luke chapter 10, verse 19, which is so fitting. It says, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. 
And I, I heard the Lord speak to me. He said, Aaron, to tread means to step upon. And he said, this is exactly what Sonny has been praying for because you've been praying that your feet would be healed. And I remember when you fasted 40 days, nearly killed yourself. <laughs> but to believe that your feet would be healed and they're still not healed. And he said, isn't it fitting how the Lord uses the stutterer to be a mouthpiece and the man who needs his feet to be healed to step upon the devil's head. And every time you step on his head, you're reminding him, you will not defeat me. And I, I heard the Lord say specifically to run. I heard him say, tell Sonny to run. Run like you've never ran before. Run like your life depends upon it and run like the world depends upon it. And then he shifted my focus to Leslie and he began to speak to me very specifically about you, Leslie, how your time in the shadows is over. That you've actually ran to the shadows at times and you've wondered where my role is and you've wondered why Am I participating in this and how do I fit in? And I felt like the Lord wanted to bring a validation to you and an assurance to you that he is for you and he is with you. And he is giving you a voice and he's giving you authority today. And we just declare that over you, that you are not second fiddle or forgotten. And every lie and every insecurity that you've attached to yourself or others have attached to you, we just break those off in the name of Jesus. We break off fear. We break off hopelessness. We break off shame in the name of Jesus. And we say it's time to run. It's time to shine. I just see the Lord wanting to take his healing ointment and just rub deep. When Esther was, a, was prepared to become queen, they would take very expensive, very fine oils and have to massage them in. And I just seen how the Lord has applied his oil to you. He has applied it and he's rubbing it in deep. And you have said yes every time. You have humbled yourself every time. You've obeyed every time. You've gone low when you when you didn't want to go low, when it was uncomfortable, when it was painful, you went low. And the Lord honors you today. And he's rubbing that oil deep, and he's bringing healing. All past wounds, he's healing. Wounds from parents. Wounds from church families in the past that have hurt you. Wounds from your own family. Wounds from this family, maybe. He is healing and restoring. And that oil has a fragrance. That oil... Has a, has a smell that carries with it. And you're going to have a fragrance about you that the Lord will recognize. And that the world will recognize. And it will draw people to you that you will lead to Jesus. And they'll be transformed 
by his amazing love and power. Lord, I just want to lift up uh, Leslie and Sonny's children to you, Lord, the ones that have gone astray and stopped following you. Lord, we call them home in Jesus' name. God, you leave the 99 for the one, and we ask them, we call them home in Jesus' name, that the prayers that they've been praying for their family are not falling on bad soil, but they are falling on a soil that will produce, that will produce a harvest, not just spiritual children out there, but God, their natural family, their, their sons, Lord, we call them into a relationship with Jesus Christ as they have laid down their lives for you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you care about their family. We thank you, Lord, that you are a good father and that they can trust you with their children even when they're not there, physically present, Lord. We thank you that you're working in their heart, Jesus. We thank you that the righteous, the prayer of a righteous person avails much, Lord. And we thank you for the work that you are doing in their kids, that you are calling them home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we just tell them we love them? Amen. All right. We need to have Josh and Ashley, if you guys would come up here. You guys would come right over here. You guys good? This is way better than me preaching, right? Careful. Shut up. Stop. Dorsey, you're in my corner, right? All right. That's all I needed. with you guys, I immediately heard the name and the word Bethany, which is special to me. I know it's special to you because that's where Jesus wanted to stay. And you guys have a heart as true worshipers to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And to give the Lord everything as Mary did. But in that place of true worship, we often forget that where one of the most significant miracles took place was there with Lazarus being raised from the dead. And I just see the power of God working through you both in such a profound way. That because your hearts are pure to worship the Lord fully, he can trust you with his power to lay hands on the sick and see them healed, to lay hands on those who have demons and see them set free, to lay hands on those who are impoverished and see them blessed, to help the broken and the hurting and the needy, that God is going to move powerfully through your lives. And just as the Pharisees, and just as the people in the town made statements in that moment 
when Lazarus was raised from the dead, where they, they said, the whole world is going to come after Jesus. We, the whole city was, a, was a, in an uproar. People were coming, and the Pharisees wanted to even kill Lazarus because of the testimony of what took place. I just see God bringing people to you and seeing uh, you leading people to Jesus in such a beautiful and amazing way. I know, Josh, you specifically have prayed and you have gone deep in your own heart before the Lord to, to be raised up as one who would share the gospel with a, with a stranger, with your coworkers, with people around you. And the Lord is well pleased with your heart to share the truth and the love of God with them. And I just see it's not even going to have to require a lot of effort or a lot of work that it's going to become easy. And God is just going to bring people to you, and you're going to, they're going to feel safe with you, and they're going to feel like they can share their heart with you, and you're going to listen, and you're going to hear, and you're going to pour out truth because you're a man of the word, and there's such depth inside of you, and you're going to be able to reveal their hearts to themselves and reveal Jesus to them, and God is going to pour out amazing open doors upon you because that is what you've been praying and continuing for, and he knows he can trust you with it. So I just bless that that word over you guys. I release that over you guys, and I say thank you for your sacrifice. I say thank you for your hearts to honor the Lord with such purity, to honor the word of God with such purity, and I just commend you guys for your hearts. We thank you, Lord. Ashley doesn't have the joy of the Lord that's called foot tickling. I, I kept hearing the Lord say it's graduation day. Today, today is your graduation day. And I just, I heard him say right after that, I said, I have a new assignment for you. And you've stewarded so well the giftings that the Lord has given you, but I just hear him say that there's something new coming and what you thought it was going to be, it would look nothing like it. And Lord, I thank you for the purity of both of their hearts. Lord, there is nothing tainted in them. Lord, and I, I honor, I honor what they've sown into this church, what they've sown into all of our lives. Lord, how they've led us, how they've challenged us, how they've led this church into worship, how they've led this church into the throne room, the songs that they've written, the, the, the young people that they've discipled, Father, a church that they've helped pioneer. Lord, I honor them, and I say, Lord, that I ask that you would pour back into them and strengthen them for the journey that lies ahead. Lord, and I say upgrade, just as it's graduation day. When you graduate, you receive a diploma, and it's off to a new beginning. Lord, I thank you for the new that you're doing in their lives. Father, it's not an old thing. It's a new thing. And my Bible says the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former house. So, Lord, I thank you for new anointing, new breakthrough, new freedom. Father, new deliverance, new blessing, and new favor in Jesus' name over both of them. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And I just echo what everyone's saying. Just your hearts are so pure. And I just want to encourage you that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, not just in heaven, but on earth as it is in heaven. And I feel like the Lord is waiting for you to pray big prayers. He trusts your heart. He trusts the purity of your heart. And he wants you to pray and believe for big things. Because he wants to release the kingdom in your lives in amazing ways, so pray bigger.
I just want to say one more thing. I want you guys to just to look at me. I feel like you need to know this. You're not a child anymore. You're not a kid anymore. Just as Ashley said, it's time to pray big. It's time to believe big. It's time to look at yourself and expect big. Because I, I just, I feel like the Lord, he's, he's, he's bringing you up. He's, he's graduating you to something new. And I, I just tell you that the, these six of us, we are for you. We are behind you. And we believe in what you believe in. And we champion your cause. And I honor the two of you in your humility and your honor that you've shown us through this journey. And we love you so much. Church, can we tell them how much we love them? they take their seats not many of you may know them they have they have moved here what, six months ago Daniel six months ago you guys moved here January about five months ago for us we want to recognize them for two main reasons one because they have such a hunger for the Lord they moved their family halfway across the country and the Lord divinely brought them here and they wanted to, to plant their roots here because they're hungry for more of God we want to honor them for their hunger for the Lord. But also we saw them as a prophetic picture of ones, many, like many of you here in the audience and many of you, and many that the Lord will bring to us that are hungry for more of God. And I know many of you are in these chairs who are hungry to know God in a personal and deep way. And, and you are longing for more of Him and you're wanting to go deeper in Him. And we just prophetically see them as a prophetic picture of what God is doing and going to do in the promised church to bring many ones who will move from afar and wide, who have never been able to set roots down somewhere, but they come, they set roots down, and God flourishes them and builds them and moves powerfully through them. They've both come in with amazing hearts just to serve, not to be given any thing. They just said, what can we do to help? Well, how can, where can we be a part? And Daniel stepped up to take on our security team. Ashley's jumped into our hospitality team. They just have a heart to serve. And I honor you guys for your amazing hearts to hunger after the Lord and to hunger after his kingdom, to advance his kingdom and to jump in with amazing servants' hearts. And we say thank you for your yes. We say thank you. And we've called many more in like you into this house. And we say, yes, Lord, do it again and again and again. And we thank you, Lord, for many ones who are here in, in this service today, the God that have moved far and wide, who have come, whether it's 20 minutes, two hours, 2,000 miles, but God, you have moved them here, and you're going to bring many more here, God, that will steward the gifts in them and will say yes to your call and are hungry for more of you. And we say thank you, Jesus, for that. Church, would you stand with me and just stretch your hands towards them? 
If you pray in the Spirit, I want you to pray out in the Holy Spirit right now. Father, I ask for the fire of God to fill these two. The fire of God to come and burn deep, deep in their bones. In the name of Jesus. Father, just as a prophetic statement for the harvest that is to come, we lay hands on these two. But Lord, I speak specifically over each of them that the Lord brought you for such a time as this. The Lord has gifted you for perfect, for perfect reasoning. And I, I, I just lay my hands on you, man of God, as you're wondering what this next stage of your life will be like. And you're wondering where the Lord will place you and where he'll use you. And he has a plan much bigger than you could imagine. And he's going to ordain your steps and place you exactly where you need to be. Do not fear and do not worry. The right opportunity will come at exactly the right time. Lord, I pray for wisdom and clarity. Lord, I honor these two as they moved their family across the country to come to a place where they knew they would find and be with Jesus. Lord, I honor them and I thank you for them. And Lord, I pray that you begin to use them in areas that they've been calling for, areas that they've been dreaming of. Lord, I declare over both of them that fear has no hold on either one of them, that worry has no hold on either one of them, that you have a voice, you have the right words to say, that the, that the, the prophetic calling on both of your lives is needed and ready to be used and Lord I thank you for what you're going to use them for in the future I was just seeing you guys kind of in a house and uh, you would look out the window and you would see stuff happening you're like oh I want to go out there and do that I want to be a part of that I want that why aren't we doing that and, and then you'd run to the door and you'd try to open up the door and then you'd try to open up the window and it seemed like you could never get out there you could never be a part and do what you were seeing and wanting to be doing for the Lord. And the Lord said, no longer. Matter of fact, the doors and windows are open wide. Come on in. The dreams, the desires, they're right here. And not only that, I just see the Lord using you as doorways for the people to walk into relationship with him. Your life, your surrender, your yes is going to show other people like this is how it happens. This is the way it's done. The Lord says thank you. Thank you for being patient and not growing weary. Thank you for not letting your heart be saddened and just weary. But thank you for being faithful. Thank you for coming here. Thank you for saying yes. Even when it seems not fun or hard or difficult. Thank you. Just as Melissa was praying, I heard the Lord say, ask them why they don't believe it yet. And we just lay our hands on you and we take authority over shame and doubt. You are chosen and you are called. It's time to believe. It's time to believe. Come on, church, say it. It's time to believe. It's time to believe in the calling on your life. It's time to believe that you are chosen. You are not left out. You are not too quiet. 
you are not insecure, you are not unique and different and, and thrown aside, but you are chosen by God for such a time as this. It's time to believe in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 If you would stand with us, church, we want to just, we want to end with worship. I wanted to just have us reflect on a couple of things real quick. These are some of the things that the Lord spoke to us, and when we obeyed, he followed through. He told us a few years ago, he said, build a regional church. He said, you are no longer a woodland church, but you are a regional church. For those of you who've been here for about four years, you know that we stopped calling ourselves a church in woodland, but we started saying in La Center, in Richfield, and Kalama. And then as we begin to take that leap of faith to say, this is who God has called us to be, then he commissioned us to Longview and to Kelso, which this year in September, we're going to be launching our very first campus in Longview and Kelso. So he said, build a regional church, and we did, and he filled it. Then he said, you are now a sending church. He said, you are not a holding church, but you are a sending church. And so what did he do? Just as Pastor Casey said, is he told us to send our best first. And as we begin to send our best, he began to send even more to us. And then he began to say, now begin to extend the tank, tent pegs, begin to enlarge the house before it is ready to be filled. And a couple of years ago, we begin to enlarge the house. It's when we went to two services before we even needed to. It's when we begin to expand things and buy more chairs before we even needed to. And every time we expanded, the Lord filled. Every time we created room for the Lord to move, he moved. And I felt like this morning that the Lord wanted to even commission us into this next season, not just this next seven years, but just this next one, this next 12 months. And I felt like the Lord say, it's time to build again because I need a bigger net. And I felt like this morning that he wanted us to begin to prophesy a bigger net and begin to prophesy room to fill and that this is the time of salvation for this region. That what we've been stewarding, what we've been sowing, that it is time to reap a harvest. And this morning, we're going to worship. But before we do, I wanted us to declare into this next 12 months. I wanted us to begin to declare that this is the time of harvest. That the Bible says, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And so today, in the name of Jesus, we speak into these next 12 months of the promised church. Father, we thank you for what you've done. But Father, we look ahead and we say that today is the day of salvation. That this is the time of multiplication. And we speak into the harvest hearts and to the foundations of these cities and regions and we say come alive in Jesus name come alive in Jesus name come alive in Jesus name we declare over Woodland that Woodland will be saved we declare over Kalama over La Center and over Richfield that this region will be saved we declare over Longview and over Kelso that Longview and Kelso will be saved. Father, I thank you for what you're about to do in this church. And we say yes 
and amen to the promises of God. Come, come, come and move, Holy Spirit. Come on, church. We're going to go into a time of worship and give God praise and thanks for who He is, for what He's done. I don't know about you, but when I, when I look back and I celebrate the faithfulness of God, what challenges me is to follow the example of Jesus. And He said, pick up your cross and follow me. And in this, in this time of celebration, I believe the Lord is inviting us into a place to go deeper. I have felt that draw, that pull of the Lord to say, do you really want me? And if, and if you do, it's going to require that place of picking up the cross and death to self. The Lord is going to invite each of you into a place where you say, God, it's not about me, it's about you. And where you're going to be asked to disciple people. You're going to be asked to pour into others. You're going to be asked to give of yourself for the sake of the kingdom. And God is going to commission many of you to go deeper in Him, to know Him in a greater way. And so I just encourage you, church, don't hold anything back from the Lord. Don't be held back by any fear. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't be intimidated. God is calling you into more. He, every time He shows up here, it's an invitation to see if He can trust us with more. And He has so much more for us. And so right now, we just want to go into a time of worship to honor Him, to thank Him, to celebrate Him. And we're not celebrating us in any way today. We're celebrating Him. It's His faithfulness. It's His mercy. It's His grace. It's His goodness. It's His love. And so come on, church, let's join together and honor the Lord. Jesus, we love you. We honor you. You're the show. It's all about you. It's all for you. It's all about you. We give you all glory and honor and praise. Come on, church. Let's join together in worshiping the Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake. Until I lay my head down, I will sing of the goodness of God all my life. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so Every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire, darkest night. You are close like no other. As a father, I've known you as a friend. I have lived in the goodness of God all my life. 